0: Hey there, this is the Business Talk with Loop Guy and Team Show. I'm your host, Jaron Jackson. I just wanted to welcome you all out here today. We have a very special guest, and his name is Chris Wilson. In 1985, during his college orientation, he spontaneously reinvented himself. He dropped out of business school before he even started and moved to Boston to attend Berklee College of Music. He didn't want to wait have a backup plan, or play it safe. He just did it. He knew at age 18, if he didn't pursue his dreams, he would regret it for the rest of his life. He started his first business, which was a guitar school in his apartment in 1980. The business grew steadily and evolved from a guitar school into the Academy of Music and Art Inc., a performing arts school with 25 employees that teach music, art, dance, summer camps, and theater. In 2019, they had over 650 students. He has authored the book, Marketing During Tough Times, and his next book is Music School Reinvention. It will be available in 2021. As a business coach, he helps people start their first small business, and he specializes in the service sector with marketing and business operations. He's got a course, The Reinvention Formula on mastermind.com, And he has two more courses, The Startup Formula and Marketing During Tough Times, that are scheduled for release later this year. He loves talking about how to start a business and inspire others to do the same. And that is our man, Chris. So let's get down to business.
1: Great intro. Thank you. (laughs) All right, my man.
0: Well, we've covered a lot of ground already. Why don't you tell me a little bit more about the story of? how and why you started your company.
1: Sure. Well, you know, it, it kind of goes, it's, it's funny because when I was in high school, I remember telling my high school guidance counselor that I wanted to do something with music. And he said, you know, you shouldn't do something with music. You should really do something, you know, in business, something practical. You know, this is 1985. So I actually go to business school and it's first day, it's orientation. And we're sort of doing the intro. You know, you're sitting in the big circle and everyone's introducing themselves. And... As each person went around, I realized at age eighteen, none of us were pursuing our dreams. None of us were going to fail because none of us were even going to try. You know, we were just like, oh well, you know, this high school guidance counselor who made eighteen thousand a year, told me I can't be a whatever, so I'm going to do this instead. And so I thought, man, this is like a terrible idea. And so I graduate fast forward in 1990 from Berkeley College of Music. And uh, it's true. There's no jobs waiting. Like, you know, and and there's, you know, there's, you're not an engineer. You're not a mechanical engineer. You're not an accountant where people are recruiting you because they need you. There's no need for another guitarist. There's no shortage of musicians. And right before I graduated, I, I was talking to one of the teachers and he said, well, what you do is just create your own thing whatever your thing is, whatever you want to do, just create your own thing. And I said, oh, that seems like a really good idea. So I moved to Chicago 4th of July weekend because my lease was up in Boston. I moved to Chicago July 1st and I opened a guitar school. I was like, okay, I'm going to open a guitar school. That's just where I'm going to start. And so I did it partially because I didn't want to get a day job, partially because I wanted to create my own thing uh, you know, and even just just need to have to do something, the, the desire to make something happen and not knowing where it was gonna go, but knowing I had to start with something and take that first step. And that was hanging up flyers 4th of July weekend and, and trying to get clients.
0: Dude, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't let yourself be put in a box. So that's great. Yeah,
1: there, there was no way. And I was thinking like I wrote out like, this is before computer. So on a sheet of paper, like, okay, how much money do I need to make to not get a job? So how many guitar lessons do I need to give in a week? Like that type of thing. And so i mapped it out. I was like, as long as I have this many lessons, I can just keep it going. And I, you know, and I could work with bands at night or do whatever I wanted, but I didn't have to get into like a nine to five job. Uh, you know, and with a, with a music degree, what kind of job could have got anyway? You know, my friends who are trying to get day jobs, it wasn't like they had a skill like accounting or something where there was a job. I mean, they were really looking at like, considering you're a college graduate, like, a, you know, you were really starting like in the mailroom. You know, you weren't going to get, you know, you were in the mailroom, you're going to be a secretary, you're going to be answering phones. There was really no, you know, people who had their degree in business were like 10 steps ahead of you, 20 steps ahead of you. Uh, so, yeah, I, I made that decision. i just, okay, well, I have, I have nothing to lose. I'm just going to like go for this and try to make this happen.
0: I love that. I love that. Yeah. And it worked.
1: It did work. Yeah. Yeah. It did. It just kept. And it was one of those things, it just kept going, you know. And I didn't necessarily know where it was going to go. But every, you know, I was always like, okay, I need to do this or I need, I always had something that I was trying to accomplish, whatever it was, uh, you know, and with no money. It wasn't like I had, I didn't go to a bank and take a loan. I mean, I had zero like I had like zero money you know I don't think my checking account ever went negative but it was pretty close a couple of times you know
0: there so, you go yeah I love bootstrap that's awesome yes bootstrap so is all I know perfect that's the best way to do it yeah. so Chris who is the people that you serve and why does that group of people matter to you
1: so it started out and this, because you know this has been going on since 1990, so it's a long time. Initially it started out, I was in Chicago and I was teaching out of my apartment and it was people who wanted, who were my age who were in their twenties, who really wanted to be guitarists but were doing something else. So they were kind of, they did the thing, the safe route. Okay, I'm gonna go to business school and now I have this day job and I'm gonna try to get my playing together at age 22 or 23 and do a band at night and juggle all this stuff. And so that was initially my clients that and this whole like sort of alternative rock movement, if if people remember that era, really exploded and it was particularly big in Chicago starting around 1990, 91, 92, 93. So there were all these bands and people forming bands and trying to get signed to labels and no one really had an idea what they were doing, you know, these were people who. All of a sudden there was a spotlight on chicago and so they had to make a, like a record company gave them five thousand dollars and they had to go in and make a record now and they didn't know necessarily even how to play their instruments that were how things went so i started coaching players who were you know do trying to get something going and um so that was my initial market and i have a and there was a lot of business in my apartment building i was living in the, the management, it was building management, stopped me one day and said, hey, you know, I know you mentioned you're going to be giving some guitar lessons. We really don't mind and no one's complained, but you're clearly running a business out of this apartment. And we, you can't do that because then everybody, you know, we're going to have people are going to be running businesses and it's going to be a zoning problem. So I just need to let you know you can stay, but you really can't, you really need to find somewhere else to do what you're doing. And so my mom actually found a space. It was out in the suburbs and it was a a record store, the records, if you remember records and CDs and and I rented and they were, you know, and because my clients were coming from all over, it was no longer Chicago. It was like, I was kind of the band coach or the guitar coach for like alternative rock people. So I had this office in the suburbs at a record store and it was really cool because again, with zero money, uh, I didn't pay any rent. I paid them by the hour, by the lesson. So I said, Hey, look, I will give me this office. And for every lesson I give, I'll give you two dollars, and so you'll make four dollars an hour or five dollars an hour, whatever it was, off this space. And I'll just pay out every day. So if I'm in there for five hours, you can make you can make extra money, whatever it was. And they were fine with that because I said, hey, I'll get you traffic, and yeah, maybe people will buy stuff. And they actually weren't necessarily doing well, so they were glad to have me in there bringing people in, and maybe they could sell a guitar, maybe they could sell some strings, they could sell something. And they were actually making money off basically their business office. You know, this is where they balance their checkbook and stuff. So it was like a $0 space anyway. And now they're making, they're probably some days making more off me than anything. And so at some point, they, they actually just gave me the keys and said, look, if you want to stay here till 10 o'clock at night, that's fine. Just leave the money. And so I always paid them whatever, but they were glad to have somebody in their space, you know, doing it. And so then all of a sudden I'm in the suburbs I had the band people, but then all of a sudden I had moms and teenagers and kids who wanted to play guitar. And so as alternative rock died down, uh, it became more about kids and families and children. And I realized, oh, the moms have to make, moms are making these decisions. So my marketing kind of shifted more to like being in a band and getting stuff to like, hey, these are great activities for your kids. And so the marketing sort of shifted to appealing to the moms and appealing to whatever it was and so there are these parents who feel like oh I need to get my kid in music lessons as young as possible that type of you know so we started marketing it that way and uh, I eventually at some point 1993 actually did sign a lease and rent a commercial space but I had by then I had 60 students I had like a business going no problem so I could cover the rent I wasn't in the hole or anything like that and at that point you know people I started hiring other teachers I hired another guitar teacher I hired another piano teacher I had I got a second office and my neighbor moved out. So I said, oh, can I get this office too? And so pretty soon, you know, it just sort of kept growing, you know, uh, it, you know, you, you'd get from one office to two offices, you'd be in two offices for a few years, then you have four offices. And then I just kept taking more space, you know, and it, before I got new carpet last year, before I got the new carpet in the office, you could actually see the cuts where the office grew, you know, and people would say, why is this line here? Shouldn't you fix that? I was like, no, this, when this wall came down, this is when I opened up the art department. When this you see this cut in the carpet, this is when a wall came down and I opened up a dance department. So I was always very proud of my carpet cuts because you could see the evolution of the building. So, so but it was it was just like that. That's you know, just yeah, but I mean it was a long time. But and you learned and at some point in 1999 I had a daughter and she's and she's 22 now. But it was like I learned to, I think speaking the language of your customer help. So as a 22 year old teaching rock bands, I spoke their language as a 30 year old talking to parents, I spoke their language. You know, it's like, oh, I understand what parents think because I'm a parent now. And so I'm able to sort of relate to both markets very easily. And Taylor's like, oh, I know what's important to these moms because I know what's important to me as a parent. And I know how to talk to kids because I have a kid, you know? And so So I learned more about the market from that firsthand experience. I think that really helped me being able to talk to them. And, uh, you know, it still helps to this day, you know, being able to, because it's at this point there aren't really rock bands anymore. There aren't really bands anymore. So it's all really families and kids. And so much of it is being able to speak the language of the parent and making them comfortable. And, you know, they understand you and they get you and they understand their kid, that type of thing.
0: That's huge. Wow.
1: I love that. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Thanks. So I'm sure it wasn't always a a straight line of expansion in your, your building and your business. So what has been the biggest
1: motivation for you when things get hard in your company? You know, it's, there's, there is this aspect of owning a business uh, that there's always something. And so you, there's always something you have to do, right? It's not always the COVID crisis and the government shutting you down, but there's always something. And I think there's there's two things: you figure out what the issue is, whatever the problem is, and you just deal with it straight away and solve it, and don't lose sight of the bigger picture, you know. So you can really worry about something, you know, like like yesterday. Okay, we did a phone upgrade and we got all new digital phones, right? What if there's no phones tomorrow? What will the business? Have? It's like you know, and everyone's all panicking. And I thought, well, you know, we've had the business since 1990. I don't want the phones to be out because it's like, well, what if the customers think we're closed because of COVID? Like, oh, did we just disappear? And I was like, you know, the the guys are going to be here, and whatever happens, happens. The business will be here on Monday. I mean, it ended up being fine, but it's like not losing sight of the bigger picture. You know, I think is the big thing, and just dealing, you know. It's whatever the issue is, it's probably not as big as you think it is and just dealing with it straight away. Um, so if your issue is, you know, maybe you, if you need more money and you need more clients, well, okay, you're going to have to focus on marketing your business more. And, and maybe not, some people wait until they need clients to go get clients. That, that's a mistake people make. They say, you know, well, it's like, well, why are we always marketing? Why are we always blowing all this money on Google AdWords? Why are we always doing this? It's like, because you can't wait until you need clients, you know, you don't want to be feast or famine. So you always have something out there. You might spend more in some periods than others, or you might allocate money different. But you need to be always active on whatever it is. We're a local business. So we're super active on Google, for example. Google is super important. So whether it's Google Places, uh, Google Places is really what we use. Google AdWords can be good. Things like Facebook and Instagram remind people that you're doing stuff. You know, it's like, oh, they're doing this. They're doing that. You know, it's like they're they don't know if, if things are, you know, are things good or bad, but they know something's going. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that's the, the main thing. Whatever it is, you know, you just deal with it. And and if you can prevent it, prevent it.
0: That's huge. Yeah. I really like that. And I love what you said about digging the well before. Right. You're exactly. Like yeah, you key.
1: always you always have to be on it. Uh, And that was something I learned early on. It was, you know, I hung up a bunch of green flyers to get guitar students and then, you know, all of a sudden I didn't, you know, it was great. And then for whatever reason, something happened and you start losing clients and you have to go back and get them. So I had this thing where I drove around a couple of times a week. He was with a buddy who was a drum teacher. And, you know, Mondays and Thursdays, we drove to every music shop in in Chicago (laughs) and hung up flyers. We used to call it postering. Hey, you want to go postering? So we'd go, we'd get up at, you know, whatever. We'd start driving at 10. We'd hit, this is Chicago, it's a big city. We hit all the major music stores hang up our flyers, hand out business cards to the uh, people who were the salespeople, you know, and say, hey, if you have anyone who wants guitar lessons, you know, send them to us because the longer they're in lessons, the more they'll want to come back and buy more stuff and the more strings they'll need, you know. So we were networking, which again, it was the time of driving around and, and, you know, parking tickets and stuff like that. But, you know, you're not spending money. It's just really time. And so we did that twice a week. You know, and that was uh, we actually he still I, I, the guy I'm talking about, I know he still has a thriving. He's just a solo teacher because that's just the route he wanted to be. But he has a thriving business in his home, teaching drums and piano in Chicago to this day. Um, but it's uh, you know, we went out and got clients, even if we didn't need them, you know, we even if we didn't need them, you'd find somewhere to put it somewhere to put the person. And then at some point, someone's going to drop out. I mean, it just sort of happens. Uh, and then, you know, you, you're sort of back to a normal schedule. So you might have a couple of weeks where you're really working a lot. And, you know, you should never complain about that. You'll never hear me complaining about working a 60-hour week, you know.
0: There you go. I love yeah. it. I love it.
1: So explain to me a
0: little bit more about your offer. What's the benefit of working with you?
1: So with from, from the client perspective, uh, the offer... I mean, our, our physical offer that we do, the sort of the lead magnet, is called the seven day free pass. And that is sort of the get, when you're talking about children's programs, you really need to get them to come in and experience the class. So the low risk offer of coming in and experiencing the class. Yeah, hey, go through the, if it's the dance department, it's the art department, go through the schedule, pick whatever you want. You know, obviously they have to give us their contact info. So we're acquiring that and then come and experience the classes, see what it's like. So that's our offer. And we, we do that uh, across the board for the different things. And that's a great way to do it. Uh, I think from, from a perspective of the school, uh, one of the things we talk about, because uh, you know, people talk about, okay, you're gonna learn to play an instrument and you'll see people say, oh, well, there's a relationship between you know, your math scores and being able to play an instrument or how well you do academically. And that's cool, but sort of everybody does that. And that's those things are good, but you just everyone's saying the same message. So we focus on things like self esteem. I think that's really important the pride of accomplishment uh, of being able to accomplish things. A big message we're doing is you fit in. That's one of the things we'll tell, hey, your kids are going to fit in because sometimes kids don't fit in, you know? Uh, I, I mean, growing up, I was a guitarist. You know, I really, um, I never really did sports. I like running and stuff like solo sports, but I never did team sports. So having somewhere to fit in somewhere you belong, uh, is really important. I noticed that actually when I went to Berkeley College of Music, it was like, oh, I'm I'm around 5,000 5, people who are just like me. <laughs> it's like, it was great. So finding sort of your tribe and having your group of people that your kids are comfortable with where they fit in uh, is definitely a good thing. Uh, I think with the dance department, it's even better because it's groups. With music, with the one-on-one, it's like, hey, you're developing the skill that's going to make you unique. And when you play the guitar, when you play the piano, the ukulele, whatever you sing, you're the only person in the world who plays like that. Everyone, nobody plays the same. You know, it's just, we don't, right? Each, when you play, it's like a fingerprint. So it's like, this is uniquely yours and you're doing it for you. And when people hear you play, there's this thing about being able to pick up your instrument and be able to play. You know, it's, it's kind of impressive to people, I think that you can do something. Uh, so those are uh, important things. Uh, another marketing aspect of it, uh is people talk about uh and this is more marketing though it is our it's, it's our common headline we use it's learn to play an instrument in just 15 minutes a day particularly when you're looking at playing an instrument people are like oh it's so hard you know they they sort of give you all the reasons why you can't do it i remember as a kid wanting to learn how to play the saxophone and my mom was like oh my god it's too hard no one can play the saxophone and i'm thinking like Mom, people play the saxophone all the time, right? (laughs) Like people play the saxophone. I'm not saying I want to build a rocket ship in the backyard. It's like pretty straightforward. Uh, So one of the things we take is that sort of fear out of it for the parents to go, look, you can learn to play an instrument in 15 minutes a day. It doesn't mean you're going to be Jimi Hendrix. It means you're going to be able to play. And so you work with a teacher and you have a plan and all you need to do is practice 15 minutes a day. Now, if you want to be a professional musician, it takes a lot more than that, but these are kids who just want to have some fun, 15 minutes a day. And it's not pressure, it's something they like to do. We talk about playing an instrument, it's like playing a video game. So we don't present it as work. It's like, just pick up the instrument and play and enjoy it and have fun. Uh, So we found that 15 minute a day message uh, really resonates with people.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's, that's huge. That's epic. I love that. that,
1: that was, I remember, I actually remember the day I found that actually, I remember, you know, I was working with a marketing company and, and they were, they are big marketing coaches. I'm not going to, I won't name check them because I don't want everyone calling them for I had been participating. And it's all these big advertisers in me. And for whatever reason, the guy was like, you know, they, they sent me a message and said, Hey, look, obviously this is a $25,000 a month program. This is not the program for you. We'll give you a couple of our online courses for free. Just take the courses and watch. them. I said, oh, great. So they just gave them to me. And I followed his steps and I found the thing. And it was like, you know, I, cause I was listing here is the reasons to choose us and everything. And it was like, learn, you can learn to play in 15 minutes a day. And I had been in business at that point for like 25 years. And it was like, it's like why didn't I? Why didn't I think of the sooner? So that was, that was one of those aha moments where when I put that on Google, like my click through, if we're gonna speak technical business, my click through rate went way up. My conversion rates went up. Uh, it was a real big improvement overall. Uh, Facebook ad, you know, just those numbers went up. Like people responded to learn to play in 15 minutes a day, uh, and it's real. And that's the other thing. There's a there's an actual there's some videos and. It, you know, we explained it. It's definitely, it's not phony. It's actually something that we've always done, but never really realized that it was something that was important.
0: Wow. Yeah. So what a powerful
1: that a, hook. That was a good one. Yeah, it was. And it had been sitting there, you know, if you list like, here's the 12 reasons to choose us or whatever, it was buried at number eight. It was just in there. It sat at the bottom of the list. I mean, 15, 20, know, I mean, long, 20 years it was in there. You know, something like that. It wasn't until probably 2014, 13, 13 or 14, probably where all of a sudden it was like, Oh, okay. (laughs) And it was a great course too. So yeah, very cool people.
0: That's, that's incredible. Yeah. So Chris, you've, you've accomplished a ton in your life. What is the secret to hitting goals?
1: Um, I I think there's a couple. I think the first one is to have a goal you know, to actually have like an outcome that you want, whatever, and whatever that goal is. Cause a lot of times people are just sort of doing stuff and saying um, they they don't really have a goal. So I, I set goals. I actually have my, where's my goal there. If you see it, here's my goal list, right? And so sometimes it's like monthly goals. Hey, here's the eight things we need to do at the business. You know, I have the, There's a Jack Canfield book called the success principles. And one of the things he talked about was the power of five. Like, have five things you want to do every day. You know, it's like, you can't do everything, but if it maybe it's making five phone calls, you know, to to clients or sending five emails. So, like, I have the five things I do for the Academy of Music and Art every day, you know, that are just stuff that I can do. Um, You know, five things I do for Chris Wilson coaching, five things I do for my musical abilities, you know, because sometimes it's easy to forget the practice. It's like, oh, there's, I got to keep the chops up because I still work as a guitarist. So I think having those goals are the first thing and having like an attainable goal. So like, there's always the famous people use the weight loss goal. It's like, you know, I want to lose a hundred pounds and it's like in six months. And if you don't lose the hundred pounds, you, uh, you know, you've missed your goal versus saying, okay, like I'm not going to eat any carbs except on six. Fridays or something like that. And I'm going to go to the gym five days a week for a half hour and have something where, you know, if, if you're following the goal, you know, of that, that's going to get you to maybe ultimately where you want to be. Uh, you know, so if you, if you need more phone calls you need more leads at your business, okay, we'll do something. That's going to get you more leads, you know? So saying I want to make a million dollars, that's not a bad goal, but if you said, well, okay, what I really need is like 10 new clients a week. So you drill down and say, okay, all right, so now a million dollars sounds hard, but 10 new clients a week. Well, what are you getting right now? I'm getting three. Okay, you need to do something to get seven more clients. And where would that, you know, without maybe spending a lot of money, should you do some more on Facebook? Should you do some more, maybe, maybe networking? Maybe it's some more on Google. Maybe it's being involved on Google Places, whatever it is. Doing something that will actually move you towards that goal, I think is the way to go so you know if your ultimate goal is a million dollars okay are there maybe there's a hundred steps that get you to that number or or it's weight loss or learning an instrument uh you know something you can do that's not crazy difficult that you can sustain over time because that's the other thing it is it's time right it's just like you know it's like chopping a tree down right they say you know no matter how big the tree is if you take a couple wax every day at some point that tree's fallen down and so i think it's having you know, and they could be microscopic. You know, they could be micro goals that like that will lead you to the bigger goal. So, you know, so you can have a daily goal that gets you to a monthly goal, that over the course of a year gets you to a much bigger goal.
0: That is some ninja level stuff. I hope you're all taking oh, yeah. notes. I know I was. <laughs> yeah, oh, thank you. I appreciate. It. Yeah, I, uh, I'm personally on page number two already, so this is good. Yeah, huh? this is uh, great. Spe- so speaking of ninjas, what is one black belt tip you would give yourself if you were starting your company over tomorrow?
1: One black belt. So if I was starting tomorrow, ah, you know, I think it, it, it is that idea. I think of like having sort of the end in mind of where you want to be. So, so having that end in mind and, and that doesn't necessarily have to be 20 years in the future, but you could say, Hey, at the end of the year, I need whatever it is you need. So you need clients, you need staff, whatever it is, like kind of go with the end in mind, and then figure out how to get there. So no, you know, know, knowing your destination, and even if it's a short-term destination, you know, we're, okay, where could this be in six months? You know, uh, that type of thing. I, I think that is the because then you sort of know, okay, do I, I I'm going to do something with marketing, or maybe you need more staff. So every everyone has different needs. So as my business scaled, the one thing. I could get clients, I needed staff. So then as I needed more staff, I had to learn about hiring staff. I did to learn about managing staff. I didn't know about any of that stuff, you know, doing job interviews. So knowing that if, you know, if your goal is you're going to add a bunch of clients, then you're going to need some staff. Okay, so you're going to have to learn how to hire and interview people. You're going to have to train people. You're going to need an operations manual. So having sort of in, you know, a short-term goal that you know you need to get to, I think that really helps because it's attainable you know it's something that you can actually work you can figure out the steps to get there
0: that's huge i love that i love well, that
1: it, you know you, and you you know you inspired that answer because you mentioned black belt and so i was thinking okay black belt so everyone starts at a white belt and then you finish at a black belt but you don't just jump to it like you got to get to like whatever there's a yellow belt okay well what there's some things you got to do to get to that belt there's things to go to get each belt right and so you don't just take the test six months later, you say, okay, once I learn this, okay, you, you sort of climb that ladder or there's a, a fairly straight path of where you know what you need to do. And you might go in a couple of different directions, but you at least have a path you need to follow. And so sometimes, you know, in a business, you don't have the clear path. So you have to make up your own path.
0: Exactly. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So Chris, it has been a blast having you on. How can our guests find you if they would like to learn more?
1: Sure. Uh, If you're on Facebook and you want to talk about business stuff, you can find me on Facebook at Chris Wilson Coaching on Facebook. If you want to check out my music school, you can find, that's also on Facebook, Academy of Music and Art. Uh, If you're not on social media, you can go to chriswilsoncoaching.net. And uh, we actually, you can download a free chapter of my book, Marketing During Tough Times. Uh, If you want to check out the music school on the web, we have a website that is academyofmusicandart.com.
0: Amazing. So just again, I won't repeat all of them, but the one I got here is chriswilsoncoaching.net. He's got all the socials. So be sure to hit him up if you're interested. And hey guys, this has been Jaren today. If you were wanting more leads or more appointments, we know the ultimate ways to gain credibility. And that's with the power of PR. If that sounds interesting, be sure to hit up thelootguy.com. And Chris, my man, it has been a blast having 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 you on. All right, everybody. This has been the Business Talk with Luke Guy and Team Show, and we will talk to you next time.